What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Well, it's a beautiful, beautiful Monday morning, and you know why? Because the veil is at its nearly thinnest mm. point. It's thinning. It's it's like it's it's almost like as thin a crust as uh, <laughs> thin crust, thin extra crust. thin crispy Jack crust pizza extra. from Papa John's. And what do we mean when we say the veil is thinning? You know, the veil between the living and the dead is at its what? What do they essentially say? The the folklore is that on Halloween night, that is when there is no veil. Yeah, and 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 ghosts and goblins come rise from the dead to come back to earth. They're free to roam the our, one day of the year, our corporeal land, <laughs> and that's why we wear costumes so that they don't know we're human. Yeah, and we leave jack lanterns out because it scary. You do not like here. Just <laughs> tips and tricks. <laughs> tips and tricks. You leave that pump. You put enough candles in that pumpkin so that it's lit all night on Halloween mm-hmm. night. Okay. That is a tip and a trick. A you never, hazard. ever, ever blow that thing out. No. Wow. That seems, it seems irresponsible, but I get it. <laughs> so okay. when we say the veil is thin, it is. It's, it's so close to Halloween night. We hope your dumbass town doesn't have a dumbass rule like trick-or-treating on Saturday before Halloween. We just really hope and pray that that's not what happens in your town. But we also have to thank our Patreon members for making these brunch episodes possible. If you have any interest in supporting this show, that will always be free. You'll always be able to log into your Apple podcast and listen to this show. Three plus years moving on of, of having now bi-weekly episodes, always for free. But if you want to help us out, you go to patreon.com slash confused breakfast. You get bonus weekly audio episodes. You get to vote on upcoming movies. You get to give your modern day ratings of movies. You get so much cool stuff and you're directly sponsoring this podcast. Check it out. Consider helping us out. And thanks to everybody that's already there. You're the reason why these brunch episodes are happening. Yeah, man. Thank you so much, you guys. We also... Truth Nuke. Truth Nuke. We also have a voicemail. Oh. Let's see. 319-804-9596. We kind of stopped doing that just because we got so busy with the extra content. I'm going to make a vow to you. I'm going to bring back the voicemails. We've been listening to all your voicemails. We listen to them. We love them. I just keep forgetting to like pull it and then put it into the little machine so we can listen to it. But today, we're going to go back to it. We're going to listen to a voicemail before we dive into some spooky stories. Here you go. Hi. um, My name is Sophia, and I'm 16. And in high school. Um, but I just wanted to say that I really love you guys' podcast. I never listen to podcasts. But my dad put this one on because we are both big movie lovers. And he put on the Dacing Confused one, which is my favorite movie. Hell yeah. And I fell in love. And now I'm listening to you guys every day. And cannot wait every Wednesday for a new episode. Um, I was wondering if you guys are thinking about doing Empire Records or Pump Up the Volume because I love both of those movies. Love the show. Bye. Just proof that not only do we have women listeners, but sometimes (laughs) they were born well into the 2000s right <laughs> yes making us all feel very old but that's amazing but that just goes great to sh- taste yes it hell just, yeah just goes to show you that like love of movies is a, it doesn't matter how old you are that you can appreciate classic movies especially if you have a kick-ass parent like sophia that's does. right hell yeah thank you for calling in and we will get to empire records i know aj's a super fan of that super movie. super fan of that movie man yes uh that's thank you so much for calling in thank you for for proving those things like mike is saying and also the love of movies knows no bounds yes. at all. Days Empire and, Records will be coming. Days and Confuse, my favorite movie of all time. I uh, totally relate to you. Spooky scenes in Days Confuse, all those paddle scenes, yeah. the party at the Moon Tower. But 
It's, We're gonna it's t- one killer away from becoming a slasher movie. It is, dude. Those hangout movies. Damn. <sighs> but we are going to talk listener submitted, confused breakfast fan, spooky story. I'm so excited for this. <laughs> so we did this like what? We did this two years ago? We did what? it on a Patreon episode okay. like two okay. years ago. And uh, I actually did pull a few from back then because they were so great. Oh, yeah. And actually, the only ones I could find in my notes. But we have some new ones. These are all listeners submitted that we're just going to read to hopefully put you in the spooky mood. Spooky. Let's do it. Pumpkin spice. (laughs) I'm going to go first here. (laughs) Uh, This is from our boy Diggity Dave. Yeah, yo. Diggity Dave says, my college campus also acted as a retreat center for youth groups, churches, companies, and all that. The campus itself used to be a famous hotel with lots of celebrities and socialites in the early 1900s. It was ran by the mafia and used as an alcohol depot speakeasy during Prohibition. Eventually, it changed ownership and fell into disarray. There was a legitimate witch who lived in a hut on the property for years. All of her hair was matted into one giant dreadlock, so she became known known as Mono Dread. <laughs> That's not funny. Oh, when the co- oh sorry. The, the spooky no, music underneath went scary. away. Oh, sorry. Okay, bring it back in. Yeah, right, right. right. Mono Dread. When the college purchased the property, she was moved off campus, but you could still see her around town even to this day. Eventually, the college had to start a security team because Mono Dread, as well as others, would sneak onto campus and harass the students, faculty, and retreaters. Security's job was to monitor all gate entrances, check permissions to be on the property and eventually lock down all unused rooms and buildings on campus nightly. Every night, one guard was sent out to lock all the doors, turn out all the lights, and ensure everyone on property was supposed to be there. Every night, every room, every building, except Stone Lodge. Stone Lodge was the oldest building on campus, a giant stone structure with maze-like hallways and creaky floors, giant carpeted staircases, and narrow claustrophobic rooms. It looked like it could double as the Overlook Hotel from the Shinning. (laughs) Bring back the haunted music. (laughs) It was also the biggest building with the most rooms, so why wouldn't we send security there nightly as well? Well, because of the gray baby. What? I don't like that. One night, security was doing its normal rounds. A retreat just left and housekeeping finished turning over the rooms and clearing Stone Lodge. It was close to midnight when security entered the building. The standard was one officer would do the lockdown. Security was just about done when when he heard something. He radioed his supervisor to let him know he was doing another sweep. As he got closer to the sound, he started to panic. The sound was a baby crying, wailing almost. He told his supervisor over the radio, boss, there's a baby in here. I need to find it. It wasn't uncommon for retreaters to forget important belongings behind, but never a child. (laughs) The officer raced through the maze of hallways, followed the sound as it grew louder and louder. Finally, he arrived at the door and could hear the baby wailing from behind the door. It was locked already. Strange. He used his master key, opened the door, and saw a baby swaddled in the doorway, crying. He turned on the light, and his heart dropped. An outline of a woman came out of the shadows of the room, pulled down her hood, and dropped one fat matted dreadlock down her back. She bent to pick up the still-wailing baby as the security guard stood there in shock. She lifted the baby, removed the swaddle from his face, and that's when he saw it. Gray, mottled, and wrinkled skin, blackened eye sockets, which made the baby look like it was awake for days, yellow eyes like jaundice, and deep blood red pupils. The baby wailed and wailed. The security guard immediately lurched. He vomited all over the floor, then turned and ran down the hallway and out the front door as fast as he could. His supervisor and co-worker took him back to the room. It was silent, but the door was closed and locked once again. They opened the door. Nothing was there. They turned on the light and still saw the uh, the wet pile of vomit, but no baby and no mono dread. The security guard was so shook that he quit the next day. The normally credible and experienced officer couldn't bear to enter a room alone. And because of this, no one has been sent into Stone Lodge to lock it down ever again. I say you bolt those Stone Lodge. Yep. Um... And uh, salt and burn the ashes. Yes, for sure. You don't leave it. No, you got you got a baby eater on the loose. You gotta you gotta get that under control. Fucking mono dredge is walking around free in public right now. Mono mono dreads out there with literally like some sort of X Men dread that that can slap away bullets probably. But you need to do something about that. You know who I picture in my head for mono dread? It's the um, 
the witch lady from Ernest Scared Stupid. That's who I'm picturing. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Eartha Kitt? Yeah, that's, Kit. who, that's who I'm picturing. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Well, thanks, Diggity Dave. That is terrifying. That's incredibly terrifying. Um, well, I've got another one here from Mr. Mike Friel. Let's read what he's got going on. Uh, I have a fishing and hunting camp in north central Pennsylvania. I would love to come and visit that. Uh, think Iowa, but with small mountains. Even better. Even better. Anyway, as a kid, I always heard the same story of the ghost at Kettle Creek. If you were ever out fishing around dusk, there was always a chance he was there. The walk to the creek was heavily wooded and was not a straight shot. It was roughly 200 yards from the camp. The woods would always get dark before uh, opening the wide areas of the field uh, or water would. It wouldn't be uncommon uh, to be standing in the stream fishing in plenty of light only to turn around to see black woods waiting for you. My cousin, who's two years older, and I would fish a lot out there. We loved it. The adults were often back at the camp playing euchre and drinking. Euchre is a card game popular with my family and is uh, was a staple on summer nights. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Totally get it. My cousin Joe and I were fishing too late uh, again, and which was not uncommon. This was the 90s. No cell phone or for our inebriated parents to text. Uh, they either forgot us, forgot about us, or assumed we'd be back at some point. Not one in sight. <laughs> what could happen? We were in the middle of fucking nowhere. Joe and I decided to fish downstream about a half a mile from the entrance of the wood, wooded trail back to camp. As we started our slow hike on the, on the creek stone bank back to the trail, we joked about the Kettle Creek ghost. We recounted all the details our parents gave us every summer. An old fisherman who cut the silhouette of a man uh, with worn, beat-up gear and a soft, worn fishing hat. He had an old metal canteen that lightly clanked as he walked and was always smoking a cigarette that never got shorter and stayed on his lip, engulfing his face with just enough smoke you could, so you, could, you couldn't make out the details uh, of his face, uh, but you could only see his dark, dark eyes. We both knew we mostly didn't believe it, but to laugh about it was to shake off any fear we may see in each other. We were 12 and 14. We were tough. As we made our way around the last bend of the creek, we saw somebody, likely from camp, disappear into the woods at the trail entrance. Joe yelled out, Hey, Pop, what's up? Thinking it was his dad. No reply. I then gave a, Hey! No reply. I guess we just assumed it was a drunk family member looking for us. Onward we went into the trail. As we got near the trail opening, we heard clanking of metal. Staring into the blackness, that was our path home. We were not we were not amused by this. We fearfully, with a dash of tough, toughness, gave our best, who the fuck is there? <laughs> if you're 12 and 14, it, it never sounds as tough as you think. <laughs> who the fuck's there? Hey, sir. No reply. And to this day, we, we swear that that moment, we could see the burning of a cigarette no more than 15 feet into the darkness. Ooh. Somebody, something, somebody, something was right there. We stood cold and still for 30 seconds before we made the, the joint decision to walk the extra two miles upstream to bridge and to the bridge and take the dirt road back. This added a good hour to a walk that should have been less than 15 minutes. We were not going into that, those woods. I'm 40 now. Nobody has ever owned up to messing with us that night. We have only talked about it once since then. I fucking love that. That's like Blair Witch where it's like, well... Well, maybe it's the maybe it's a guy fucking with us. It's like, well, right. I'm yeah. not fucking with that. I'm not fucking. Well, with then that maybe guy. it's the ghost. Well, then I'm definitely not fucking with that. Yeah. It's like it's, it's something, and whatever it is, you don't want to fuck with. There's something about like urban legend camping stories that I I adore. I think I told it in the Blair Witch episode. I think you did. Is like the white buffalo thing. Yep. It was just it mm. totally creeped my cousins and and I out. Like that we you know we'd go out by ourselves camping and let our parents or, or uncles or whatever drink at the campsite because that's what they do when they camp we explored but we did we never explored at night and at night mm. we told scary stories like the gray at buffalo Ugh. um that's a great story i love that it's the burning cigarette just lighting the face like yeah. that's great yeah i like it okay i got two for you this is a couple, a couple of little short ones this one's by matt cruz i think this is a true story uh my grandmother died in 2001 the first few days after she passed, I would see her sitting in the rocking chair across the room and she would talk to me. 
don't like that. Okay. First of all, sorry for your loss, but yeah. also I hope is that comforting for you? Yeah, I can't decide if that's good a point. would that be a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. Okay, well this one's mm. by Catherine Mybach. Mybach? Mybach. Catherine. <laughs> My sister and I were renting a house. One day we were letting the dog outside the through the dining room door. We called for the dog to come into the dining room. She started to, stopped, looked up at the ceiling and and cowardly backed out of the room. Nope. She went around the house. It had a circular layout to come to the other side of the dining room where the door was closer. We thought this was weird, so we tested her again. Every time we tried to get her to come through the dining room, she'd do the same thing. Stop, look up, back out, and go the other way. The way she looked at the ceiling. She looked scared and nervous. Several other spooky things happened in that house, but I'm just going to cut to the chase. We eventually moved out. Only because our lease was up. We weren't scared of no ghosts. <laughs> Hope you sing that. <laughs> you know the tune. We ain't scared of <laughs> no, no ghosts. ghosts. Uh. And years later, my sister is talking to someone that also used to live in that neighborhood. They mentioned there was a house on that street that a man died in and he wasn't found in, found for several days. Without giving any clues as to it being our house or even mentioning our house being haunted, my, sis, my sister simply asks, what was the address? The person tells her, and guess what? It was our rental house. And the man died in the dining room. Mm. Ugh. I love the podcast, guys. Thanks for the entertainment. That was uh, her her little anecdote right there. Thank you for the story. Anytime there's there's like an animal sensing something, like, no, because I I do have, I don't necessarily believe that there are ghosts. Like, I'm not saying yes or no, but I, I do believe that if there were, Animals will definitely sense it yeah. before we will, especially cats. Like, f- dude, my cat will do some weird shit every once in a while and just like lock eyes on the corner of the room and just like, Ugh. you're like, okay. Nah. you stop doing that? <laughs> Bro, well, it's because please. you're around your pets so much too, I think is a thing where it's like, even around my dogs, we're like, I know how they act every day, you know? Mm-hmm. I see all the ins and outs of them, you know? And they like, Creatures but there's something, habit, something about, like dogs and cats, especially where you like, you feel sad about something. They weirdly automatically come up to you and like, like want to be cuddled Mm -hmm. and they know that, that that's going to make you feel better. But they also like, yeah, like when you're saying they stare at a certain corner of the room, like, why, why are you doing that? You never do that. Uh, Uh, fuck that. Yeah. This one comes from our boy Revis. Revis says at a venue I used to work at, there used to be a summoning circle in the basement. That is just, it's not good. It's not a good start. No, we used to have random reports of seeing people or hearing voices. Things got a bit weird when I brought my girlfriend to the venue and showed her around. We got to the basement. We started getting like this weird feeling as if eyes were on us. We made our way to the circle and then we hear a scratching muffled noise and a faint voice saying, closer, closer. Yeah. We held still for a good minute and heard a sudden loud noise. We jet out of the basement with oh shits and made it outside where we light a cigarette to calm ourselves. We go back inside and I run into the cleaning lady who starts yelling at us. Apparently she was down in the basement too. We explained to her what happened. She said she was looking for floor cleaner and dropped her cleaning supplies. We laughed about it for a second and then I asked her what you what were you talking about when you said closer. She gave me an odd look and said she didn't say anything when she was down there. My girlfriend and I looked at each other and both silently agreed to never go back down there again. <laughs> Damn. What oh, venue is this? I I want to go. It seems like a lot of music venues are are haunted. I'm down. Rock I've been roll, to a few baby. places where I, where <laughs> I'm like, I don't even need to hear a story. I know that this place is haunted. Damn. I love that where you're like, oh yeah, there's always a logical explanation. It was just the cleaning lady that dropped something. And, <laughs> yeah. And you're like, so you were the one that said closer to right, huh? And then it's like, I, say anything. It's I like, don't speak English. Okay. Yeah, I don't okay. like that. Good. Thanks, Lord. Revis. Um, this one is from Seven Darlisle. I seven or Kevin? I don't know. C E V I N. What would you oh, say? Oh, Kevin. Maybe it's Kevin. Kevin. Kevin Darlisle. Kevin with the key. Or <laughs> the the things reversed. Is it Devin Carlisle? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Regardless, here it is. Roughly around twenty three years ago, I was living in Southern Indiana, born and raised in Posey County. Like any other hometown story, after high school, after high school, some people stayed, some left, some went to local colleges, and some joined the workforce. I was a union guy. Lots of us rented apartments. Some rented old farmhouses down by the river 
insert Farley voice here. <laughs> Down by the river. <laughs> All right, I did it. Two houses on the Southern Ford Road. Uh, on the Southern Ford Road were per- were particularly rife with unexplained activity, as we all came to realize. I had my own place in Evansville, but spent a lot of my off time within these two homes, partying and and the like with my best friends. We would often share stories of odd things that had happened to one another while in these homes. Whether it was, I know I put my keys here and they're just somewhere else where I found them, or I was here alone and the salt shaker fell off the cabinet. Just random shit. One evening in December, a few of us were in town enjoying some adult beverages when it began to snow. We knew it was coming and went into town to buy what we needed to get through the next few days uh, should we be snowed in. You know, beer, Jack's pizzas. I think that was (laughs) the grocery list. obviously. Yes, of course, of course. Absolutely. (laughs) Great deal on those things. Uh, So later on that evening, as most of us were lying down to sleep, I was still up. I was that special kind of drunk where you truly believe that you've drank yourself sober. (laughs) That being said, I was in the kitchen cleaning up and heard the back patio door slam so hard that I thought the hinges came off of it. I walked around the corner, opened the door, walked out on the breezeway porch, and saw nothing. A few cars were still there, nothing out of the ordinary. As I walked back inside, I noticed the leftover pizza was on the floor and that at that moment, I heard my name called out to me in a way that I can only describe as suffocating panic. My friend Gabby had been sleeping on the living room couch and was, and was then standing straight up when I rushed into the room. As I asked, what's up, Gabs? You okay? The downstairs bedroom door opened and my best friend Kyle walked out and asked if everyone was okay. I asked what had happened. Uh, as Gabby is shaking in fear on the couch. Kyle, whom has no reason to lie about any of this, said said this, I don't know, I don't know, Sarah, our designated driver, and I were lying in the bed facing each other when she looked over my shoulder and turned completely white. I thought she was having a seizure and kept asking, I kept asking if she was okay, but she couldn't say anything. Her eyes were fixated on the wall behind me, and then she just puked. Sarah, sitting next to Gabby on the couch, then said, There was a completely black figure next to the door. Jet fucking black, not a shadow. We had the lamp on Kyle. Gabby, still upset, said, That's what I saw. It was standing over me. It was then that I noticed that Gabby, also sober, and Sarah's co-pilot that evening, had also vomited on the floor. I promised to stay up the rest of the night so Gabby could sleep. Kyle took care of Sarah. I didn't see any figure that night. Neither Sarah or Gabby are comfortable talking about it to this day. P.S. Later that very early December morning, just at the cusp of dawn, I moved the box fan in the living room closer to me. I sleep with a fan uh, on year-round, fellas. But when I moved it closer, the corner of the blanket that had folded down that had folded down when I sat up uh, blew back over in my face, and I wouldn't be surprised if you all heard me my scream in Iowa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's what. That's two vomit stories. Yeah, two vomit stories, completely separate of each other. It's yeah. It's weird, like uh, that phenomenon, I guess, of like seeing something and just automatically just fucking losing your shit. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, like out of fear, out of just like uh, possession for like two seconds or something yeah. like that. Maybe I don't know, but even like hearing and seeing all of that as uh, sorry, who who was that, Matt? Kevin, De- Kevin, Kevin, Devin. Kevin, 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 Seven, Kevin, Seven, Devin, Kevin, Seven, Devin, 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 Um, even like putting myself in his shoes, her shoes, uh, that's creepy as shit. Like yep, right. hearing all that and seeing all that, I mean, like I'll stay up, you know, I've, oh, I don't know if I could do that, but at the same time, but you also couldn't fall asleep. <laughs> no, uh, at the same time, I'd be like, eh, this is kind of cool. Yeah, come on. This is kind of cool. Come on, guys. The only really one who thinks cool. this is kind of neat. I mean, come on. Yeah. Shadow people are totally cool. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like the idea of like shadow people and like the figures, nope. the ominous stuff like that. And when it when it makes people have a reaction, um, I always have to hunt for explanations. But yeah, that's un- that's unsettling right there. Especially having it into two different people in separate areas. Yeah, I don't like exactly. That. I got one here from our boy Josh Miller. Hey, I was working down in Corpus Christi, Texas, checking up on a subcontractor and realized that I wasn't I wasn't going to finish and would need to stay longer. This was my Friday. 
My brother was with me, and we decided to stay the weekend instead of heading back to Houston. He called his wife, and she packed up the kids, and they came down. We booked a hotel on the beach to have some fun. I don't recall the name of the place, but it was a former apartment-slash-townhouse property. We had a small two-bedroom townhouse. First floor was kitchen and living room, with the upstairs having uh, bedrooms. We went to dinner that night, came back and watched, watched a movie, and then went to bed. I closed the door to the bedroom behind me and laid down. A couple minutes later, the door just popped open. I didn't think much of it. I got up and went to the door, and the doorknob action was stuck halfway open, so it made, made sense why the door opened. I twisted the knob and ensured that the door was closed. I lay back down and go to sleep. I don't know how long I was asleep for, but suddenly woke up and had a feeling that something woke me up. I lifted my head up and began scanning the room. As I turned my head, I, I, I had seen a little girl who appeared to be five to six years old standing in the, in the closet. Remember, this was a standard style bedroom with uh, bifold doors for the closet. Halloween style. Yeah. I could only see half of her, and as she was halfway behind, as she was halfway behind the door, she was looking right at me, and I was looking right back at her. She was wearing a blue sundress and had shoulder-length blonde hair. What felt like an eternity, and I was probably it was probably actually 15 seconds. She moved all the way into the closet, so I couldn't see her anymore. I'm trying to convince myself that I'm imagining this, or I'm still asleep. Anything to justify this. I'm still staring at the closet when she comes out of the closet, never looks at me, walks directly to the door, and opens it. Closes it behind her. At the same point, I'm fully freaked out, staring at the door, and I popped op- and it popped open just as it did earlier in the night. I get up, go to the door, and the knob again was stuck in the open, si- in the open position. I do, I do what you always see people do in movies, and you ask, Why? Why do I go to investigate? <laughs> I think this was my niece who was downstairs sleeping on the sofa bed. They were about the same age. I slowly go downstairs and see my niece still sleeping on the bed, wearing her purple bathing suit and had she had on earlier and had the look of a kid that is fully asleep. At this point, I go outside by the pool, try and figure out what happened. Didn't go back in the room until morning. I've always said that ghosts exist, but we wouldn't see them. After this, I do believe terrifying because again that's either a ghost or that's actually a, ki- a real kid or it's, a, a or it's real just a real person girl. yes which might even be creepier yeah don't like any of that okay so you guys have kids now and so are you are you dreading the moment where they wake up in the middle of the night and, are, and you wake up in the middle of the night and they're just staring at you yes yes the foot of the bed it'll be pay- payment for what i've done to my parents because i know i did that as a kid i can't wait i'm sure i, I can't wait for this ah! <laughs> I heard a noise. Can I have a glass of water? No. Go ahead. What, what does she say inside? She goes, yeah. there's, a man in my, there's a man in my bedroom. Can I have a glass of water? The fuck? What? What? Get no, the actually, fuck out of here. Actually, I'm taking you back to the kid store. Yeah, you can go back. I'm, I'm going to put you back one. in the kid store. Yeah. yeah. I'm getting yep. a new one. This one's obviously defective. Yeah. This one, I actually had to go back and pull up from, from two years ago. This one comes from Jukes of Hazard. This one's great. This is one of the, oh, the yeah. creepiest stories I think I've ever heard, and I think it's worth uh, rereading here. Yeah, so. yeah. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. He says, I was up archery elk hunting in Washington State on the south slopes of Mount Rainier in the Gifford Pincho Wilderness near the Pacific Crest Trail. It's mid-September, and it's friggin' beautiful. Picture 5,000 feet up, leaves are changing but still hanging on, open grass meadows surrounded by aspens and pines, mountain lakes that are glass clear. It's getting cool but still T-shirt weather during the day, especially if you're covering 10 miles a day. 
few days into my week trip and I come across a quarter mile clearing that is ideal feeding grounds. Knee high grass surrounded by trees and flat as shit. I see wet tracks in the mud and since it'll be getting dark soon, I pinch my tent 20 yards from the meadow so I'm in the trees but still have solid vision. As dust sets in, I can hear a bull bull bugling in the forest. Kind of scary in real life, to be honest. If you've never heard elk in real life, it's a terrifying sound. It's an unsettling noise. Eerie sound. Yeah. Yes. But I'm not able to get closer than 100 yards, which is nowhere close enough for a bow. I resolve to turn in and get an early jump on them just as day breaks. I remember hearing them at a distance as I'm nodding off. It's incredible. I wake up at about 3 a.m., which is not uncommon because you're sleeping on the ground, and decide to check the field to see if they've moved in to feed in the moonlight, also very common. I scan across the low-lying mist and don't see anything. Would have expected to see a couple cows out there, but there was nothing. So I zip up the door and lay back. Just as my head hits the pillow, I hear something strange. Now, let's be clear. The woods make weird noises. If you've ever heard a rabbit get killed by a predator, you'd swear it was a person getting murdered. Grouse make low hypnotic huffs. We've established elk are weird. Hell, even the wind can play tricks on you. I've heard all of these, and this was nothing like I'd ever heard before. Sounded like a woman who was way in the distance and was hurt or moaning. Only lasted for like five seconds, and that was it. I looked back out, and it's eerily silent. I hear what I thought was something running through the woods behind me, and I look around the tent. It was a leaf falling. That's how quiet it is. Mm. I scan the meadow again as I circle around my tent to turn back in, and through the haze, I see movement. It's hard to make out clearly as there is a low-lying mist in the air, but I can see something coming out of the tree line moving slowly. Looks sort of white-gray tannish. I remember squinting because I thought it was the front side of an elk, which has that sort of coloring. But as I focused, I could tell this was not an animal, but it wasn't a person either. It was almost the same color as the mist, but moved independent of it. It appeared to be about human height, but too far to make any features. Then I realized whatever this is, it's coming, it's it's crossing the meadow, but it's not moving the grass. In fact, nothing is moving except in its wake. It looks like white hair or wisps trailing behind it, almost like it's walking in the wind, but there isn't any. This all happens in 20 seconds, and then I hear the sound again, but now I can tell it's coming from the field. And it's the same, but somehow different, like pain, but also nervousness. Like the sound a kid would make if you realized you were lost in the woods and it was getting dark. Like worry and panic on top of it. It wasn't loud, but it was there. At this point, I'm getting scared. I always carry a pistol when I'm out, so I grabbed it and made sure to keep my finger off the trigger so I didn't do anything stupid. I look up back on what I did the next, did next, and to this day, I don't know why I thought it was a good idea. Kneeling at the front of my tent, I say, hey, not loud, but low and loud enough that an animal who was unaware of your presence would look up because of the noise. It stopped and turns its head toward me. All I remember seeing was eyes, but not like glowing again, like most animals, but nothing. It looked at me and the only facial feature I could make out were, were eyes that I don't know how to say it any better just weren't there. Once it saw me, it paused and then started moving straight towards me and fast, like running. And this is all from less than 100 yards. I freak out like a bitch, fall back in my tent on my ass and start to zip the the door. I was noticeably fumbling as I still had a gun in my hand, but also trying to work a zipper. I looked back up to see where it was and then nothing like vanished. My heart was still beating out of my chest as I tried to convince myself I had dreamed the whole thing up. I got in my bag, curled up in a ball and just listened for what seemed like an eternity. Then I heard the noise again, but it sounded like it was on the wind. It sounded like it swept across the field like a wave crashing over you. It went from far to near in two seconds, and as I lay there, something whooshed over my tent, and the whole thing shuddered. I mean, the whole thing. I did not look out. I laid there wide-eyed until first light, packed up my gear, and found the quickest route back to my car. I called off the last couple days of my trip and went straight home. I'll never go back to that place again. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody needs to make a fucking short movie yeah, out of that. It needs to be a short, like, yeah. Because it's just terrifying. That. Yeah, it is. That, that's like uh, every like every sensory is tripped in Ugh. that story, you know? Like, especially audibly, and then seeing something 
with eyes that just aren't there. I love that detail about it. Because mm-hmm. you can picture it in your head. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, I don't know, man. At those, those are the things. Because I've been in situations like that and like scenarios like that, you know? Yeah. Um, like I love camping. I love camping when it's cold. And it really does, especially like in the dark, your mind will play tricks on you. It just does. Like it, you, you have to, your brain has to, has to rationalize things, whether you think you see them, whether you think you hear them. And like, I, I've, I've been just needing to go to the bathroom, kind of like you when you were in the basement, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> and needing to go to the bathroom and then just choosing not to because I don't want to walk up to where I have to go to go to the bathroom. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, when you when you see something and like you make something out like that, and especially if it's going to make you go to the point that you need to reach for your gun, um, that's terrifying. Like I like the idea of like being out there alone and just you know like not a phone in sight kind of shit, mm-hmm. having some protection on you, knowing that you know if something comes and happens, either you have that at yep. least. But yeah. just being out there alone still too is just like. I don't know. Like anything could happen. Anything like natural could happen. But even like right. supernatural, what it seems like this, I don't know, man. I told you I listen to Astonishing Legends a lot, the podcast that yeah. talks a lot about. They do a great deep dive into scary things and like they'll spend a whole episode on Dyatlov Pass and stuff like that or whatever. But whenever they tell the stories about like these real stories about people being out in nature like that, you're just like, ugh. When you have the whole phenomenon of the missing four one one, like yes. just people who just fucking disappear in the woods, yeah, and, like there are no trace of them anywhere. You Don't know? like that. Ugh, that's the thing, man. Nature until it's not. <laughs> even even if you take all the supernatural out of it, nature has a way of covering its tracks. Absolutely, yep. and and it's it's very real, unforgiving so, stuff. It, it is, and it it can be to that point. Quick little tidbit here. When my cat is healthy, he's happy. And that makes me happy. But since I'm not a mind reader, I don't always know when he's sick. Helping me keep tabs on Sergeant Meowenstein's health is just one reason that I switched to Pretty Litter, and I'm so happy I did. Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell in my basement. And if you have a cat, you know that the litter smell is the absolute worst part about having a cat. Everything else about a cat makes it the greatest animal of all time to have in your house, except for the litter smell. I've tried three different kinds of kitty litter, all promising they would eliminate odors, but... Pretty Litter is the first one that I actually tried that actually delivered on that promise. With the previous stuff I used, I couldn't believe how much dust would be everywhere in his little cat room. And like, I'm thinking that basically means that I'm breathing that all in too. That's nasty. And thankfully, Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. It's noticeable right away. You put the crystals in, they last up to a month, which means less scooping, fewer trips to the garbage can. But here's where you actually need to listen up if you have a cat. Pretty Litter changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in your cat. That includes urinary tract infections and kidney issues. This is huge. Sergeant Mountainstein had two different uh, major health scares for me Mm. where we just didn't know it until it was too late. It caused our household a ton of stress, a ton of money. I honestly believe that if we would have had pretty litter back then, we could have detected it earlier, saved the headache and the trips to the emergency vet at one in the morning, which cost a fuck ton of money. And pretty litter ships free right to my door in a small lightweight bag. I never run out of it and I don't have a huge container of litter taking up space, stinking up my house. You and your cat are going to love pretty litter as much as I do, as much as Sean and AJ do, go to prettylitter.com slash confused. Use code confused to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash confused. Code confused, and you're going to save 20%, and you and your cat are going to love it so much. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yeah. Another one. This is from Jordan Hooten. Oh, yeah. This is the, this is the boy, Jordan, Jordan Hooten. Hooten and hollering. You bet. Uh, all right. Nice, short, sweet. Let's roll. Okay. So when I was in high school, I was walking my dog around our neighborhood at night and I noticed this guy walking a few feet in front of us. My dog starts freaking out. I can barely make him out in between the streetlights, but he doesn't look like any of our neighbors. We lived in a pretty small neighborhood outside of a small town, so it wasn't normal to see random people in the neighborhood. 
I call out to the guy to say hi, and he turns down a street, and when I get to the street a few seconds later, he was completely gone. I asked a few of my friends in the neighborhood if they've seen this guy, uh, and they say yes. No one knew who he was, and he always disappeared before anyone could catch him. It still freaks me out when I think about it today. Hmm. That's like Michael Myers in Halloween. Like he's he's <laughs> yeah. creeping around the bush, and they get up there, and he's fucking gone. He's there, and then he's not. I don't like uh, that. Spooky, indeed. Spooky, spooky. This is from Janelle Lewis, like I said, and uh, let's see what she has to say. Mm. Completely haunted people. We had some spooky shit happen at our last apartment. I will preface this. I'll preface that at the same time of these stories, as a family, we were in deep mourning. My 12-year-old little brother had recently passed away unexpectedly. One night, I was in the bathroom doorway, and across from me was my mom's room. Her door was shut when all of a sudden the doorknob started turning back and forth, like when someone is trying a, a, a locked handle. It also began to rattle as well. Basically, it appeared like someone or something wanted in, yet no one was fucking there. My mom calls out for us to stop it, thinking it was one of my kids or nieces impatiently trying to come in. Nope, just my scared ass. The grand the grandkids were in the living room. Finally, it just stopped. We had no answer for what that was all about. A few weeks later, my mom tells me how some nights in her room, someone is tugging on her blanket, pulling down on the edges so it tightens around her. We had zero pets and no one was up that late. Something was going on in her room, right? Well, me and my kids lived in the basement of that of the house, and on the particular day, on that particular day, we were out of the house, empty basement. My mom was taking care of my niece who was 4 at the time while my sister worked. So when me and my kids came home, my mom called me into her room. She asked if I was home about an hour ago. Nope, we literally just walked in the door, and she looked freaked out then because someone was calling out to my little niece to come downstairs said her name and everything because she is the smartest little lady she ran to grandma instead nothing as major as these things happen in the rest of the time we live there some minor shit like footsteps my sleep paralysis was already a thing we talked about maybe it being my little brother but he was the type of but he wasn't the type for, for pranks and uh these felt malicious uh, uh don't like that at all that the fact of like calling someone just come down here. It'll yeah. Like, come on. Uh, yeah. You guys familiar with stories like of like uh, doppelgangers and stuff? Mm-mm. Well, it's just like hearing your own voice. I know it's not, not a detail in this story, but hearing your own voice in your house, like when you're the only one there, that creeps me the fuck out for some reason. Like mm-hmm. just like if you're upstairs and you hear like, hey, but it's my voice or your voice. No, like, and that, yeah. like, oh, that creeps me out. Or like... Anything beckoning a child to come into a basement, yeah, uh, uh, just creeps me the fuck it's out. Cool. It's like black-eyed children or whatever. Yeah. Like that, they talk about that on Astonishing Legends about the these just kids that have black eyes that like they want in your house so bad, and they want you to just they'll they'll be there'll be something that's quite off about them, and you'll feel this negative presence, but they will basically come to your door in like the just any some random moment where they're they don't look like you you know how they got there and they'll just be like hey we really need to like use your phone yeah but it'll be weird like like whatever this entity is doesn't quite grasp so they'll be like well we need to use your fax machine or something like that (laughs) because they don't they don't quite and something will feel wrong and you won't you won't let them in because you're like yeah this is weird but there are cases where many people have been like oh these poor little kids we got to let them in yeah and like once they get in it's just like it's bad. Can it's we bad. use your outhouse? Yeah, like that kind of stuff. I need to shit. Oh. Can well, we use your outhouse? It's out back. Oh, but uh, can I use your in-house? No. No, no that's why we have an outhouse. <laughs> for guests. Oh. That shit's terrible. Anytime you got kids involved, too, uh-huh. like, do you believe that the kids maybe have a better sense of that stuff? I think so. There's also, like, a thing out there where, like, um, if, like, people are coming of age, like, a uh, puberty kind of thing. Oh, really? Where, like, uh, people uh, start, you know, uh, their period, if you're a woman or, like, a, a male, start to drop mm. them. Um, but that is, like, a kind of, uh, like, an engine for ghosts to like oh, kind of really? like, it's like it's a certain kind of energy for they them feed off of that energy. yeah and it's it's like a very they get very sensitive at that time Ooh. for uh, little children do anyway um yeah it, it 
I, I, th- I think there's something like that with like pets too. Like we talked about a little yeah. bit before, like there's a kind of a relation there. Like, you know, you'll see in movies too, like even in real life, you'll see a kid just look off in a corner. Like, why the fuck are you looking over there, Timmy? Do you think it has something to do with the fact that as the older you get, the more complexity you have in life and the more focused you are? Like I haven't, I, there's Distracted. been times, yeah, there's yeah. been times when I'm younger where whether it was my imagination or not, I've, I've sensed things and just been like, I'm fucking creeped out. Like in the middle of the night, you're like, I can't go back to bed. I sleep like a million bucks. Like now, like when I fall asleep, I am asleep because I'm (laughs) so tired. I am so tired and nothing. Even if you wake me up in the middle of the night, I'll just be like, all right. Dude, I've I've woken up and been like, I swear to God, that was like my door opening downstairs, like Like eh. my front door opening. And I'm like, Fucking yeah, that dude, and and that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe we just have too much going on mentally now as adults that we just don't have the capability to sense any of that stuff anymore. Totally something to do with it. I I remember one time, uh, I was staying at my cousin's house in Illinois. I think it was Wheaton, Illinois. Like I said in in, uh, uh, our Halloween episode, and he had said that he had like heard some stuff in his house and like in the basement. I always had bad dreams about that basement, even uh-huh. though we'd stay down there. There uh-huh. was like a certain area in that basement yep. that you like that we didn't go. Um, <clears throat> but we stayed in his uh, room, and uh, he he said like, "Yeah, I always hear footsteps above above me, and it's like where the attic is, and it's like an attic you can like literally stand and walk in." Um, and I'm like, "Oh, that's weird. Whatever, dude. Let's, let's play. Not talk about. Let's it. play Crash Bandicoot some more." And uh, then I was staying there, and I was, like, staying awake one night just because I couldn't fall asleep. And I'm like, I, if I hear that, I'm fucking out and out. And the minute Lo you, and behold, yes. I just I hear just, like, scuffling at first, and then, like, a clear... And, like, it got, like, a little gradual and louder. I'm like, fuck it. And I didn't sleep at all that night. Yeah. And, like, it begs the case of did you create that? Exactly, Like, Like, were you just sleep-deprived and your imagination, like, allowed you to think that? Are you guys like that if you experience something like that? Are you quick to just be like, it's ghosts? Or are you are you quick to be like, well, you know, I don't know what that was, but... Quicker to rationalize? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's just the way it is. Like, you just, like, you're quick to rationalize rather than you know, irrationalize it, I guess. Um, Cause you just have to, you have, I think it goes along with what you were saying, Mike is like, we're so busy. We don't have time to like play the imagination game. I gotta worry about paying my mortgage. Yeah, what the fuck like, is this ghost? Want? It's like, I got bigger problems. Okay. <laughs> Do you know what I got? And it's like, I got shit coming up and it's like, okay, that's what I end up doing. I don't, I don't yeah. really get jump to like the ghosts or the spooky. The thing I don't like about having a kid though is that all their toys make noise. Yeah, <laughs> and so if the, if I'm ever in a room and like a toy goes off in the other room and no one's there, I'm like fuck that. In fact, yeah. the other night Willa has this like uh, uh, track green tractor that as you push it, the wheels light up green. Oh, so it's dope. motion, right? So That's like if you push it, the, awesome, and dude. then you stop pushing and they turn off. Yeah, I was in the basement the other day. And I was like doing something, and then I looked down, and the truck was next to me with the green lights going. It was just si- it was just sitting next to me, no reason. And I went, "This is not a problem until it's a problem, and until <laughs> I know for sure right. that I didn't accidentally hit this, it's not a ghost." So what I did was I go, "Okay," and I push the truck away from me, and and I mentally go, "That truck." is right there. It's one foot yep. from that couch, one foot from there. I'm going to go upstairs and about my life, and I'm going to come down here tomorrow and see if that truck's still there. And I can't, <laughs> and I, I forgot all about and it. And if it isn't, that's some kind of shit. Yes, and then it'll be a problem, and we'll deal with it. And I forgot all about it, and then the other day I go, oh, fuck, I didn't check that truck. And I went down there, and I peeked around the corner, and it's like, oh, thank God, it's still there. <laughs> it's still there. It's not lit up, and it's in the exact same spot. I'll be so, walking. Yeah. Now, now, it's, now it's kind of a problem because it's like, that's Willa's favorite truck. How is it still in the same place? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Wait, Why is she, she not playing with it? Her, uh, we spent a lot of money on that. Yeah. Shit. Uh, I, like, I'll be walking my house. No reason to think that it's haunted, you know. Uh, I mean, it's a pretty old house, but, you know, nothing has really ever happened. But I'll, like, step on, like, a in our dining room or something, like, and a certain noise will happen in the other room. But I'll backtrack exactly how yeah. I step just to make sure that I can I can't recreate that sound and I usually do and it's usually like well that was just the floor yeah, you yeah. know but I do that shit but like I want to believe I do believe in ghosts and I I want to 
not necessarily happen in my house or anything, but I want to maybe have a close friend have it happen to them. Yeah, I want to rash. <laughs> I want to rationalize and, and try and debunk it before I like yes. go. Like I don't. I can't fucking explain this. That's why I do like some of those ghost shows. We've talked about like ghost hunters before, where they are they're there to to scare us, but they're also there to first and foremost, like ninety five percent of the time, we can debunk this. Yeah. yeah, and they try to do that, and I appreciate that. Well, even the the new Bigfoot footage that came out, yeah. if you guys saw, but like even if like Bigfoot. Like there's so many shows of like hunting Bigfoot. If Bigfoot existed, we would know. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it wouldn't, it wouldn't be those shows telling us that he exists. You know? My my new camera phone. He'd have his own reality TV show. Sure, <laughs> like it would. Sorry, sorry he or she. My new camera phone has is like the most incredible crystal clear video mm-hmm. that I've ever seen. In fact, I was on the beach a couple weeks ago and I zoomed in. And to, to see a cruise ship four miles away, grainy, but I'm like, yeah, that's a carnival. I can even read. I can see the carnival yep. colors there. We are do not exist in a world where you're not going to have crystal clear photo right. video evidence <laughs> yeah. of something. Yep. And we I'll do admit not. That, that Bigfoot footage allegedly was like, that's weird. Yeah. But still, like we would know definitively right now. <laughs> like right now, on. it's still just footage. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you have to think. The technology jump, even from 15 years ago, we are going to catch whatever it is. Bigfoot would have walked through somebody's security trail. My God, <laughs> are you kidding me? Like, yes. Come on. There's no way. There's no way. And Loch Ness would have probably gotten caught in like and got caught in like a, a six pack ring. Yeah. Come but on. That you know? be, but that being said, would you ever for for a, a set dollar amount like it's a dare? Somebody, a boat takes you into the very middle and deepest part of Loch Ness mm-hmm. and put, puts you on a, in a ring, like a SOS life raft ring. You get in the water and then the boat drives away. And the rule is you just have to, you just have to float there for 30 minutes by yourself in the middle of Loch Ness. 30 minutes? 30 minutes. What do I get? I don't know, like, like $50,000. 30 minutes. Hell yeah. Okay. Fuck yeah. But are you going to be terrified? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, this monster's not real, but what if it is? But what if it is? Yeah, but what else is real? What do you, yeah, what's in there? Dude? What else yeah, is real? Exactly. <laughs> okay. Because like just because it's, it's not real doesn't mean that there's not something else that might. Maybe it's not Loch Ness, but maybe it's a giant anaconda or some shit. You know. Uh, yeah. I started watching the Meg the other night too. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I got. Wanna, to, I want to see the sequel really bad. We yeah, we got a lot of stuff to talk about on some upcoming brunch episodes. I think we're piling up the what we've been watching. Oh yeah, it's always fun to talk about that stuff. I yeah. went to uh, Universal and we did the uh, Universal tour, the backlot tour. Nice. Oh, you did. I got to see. Uh, I got to see Bruce. Nice. Damn, yeah. dude. So that was pretty cool. That's out of commission now, right? They just have it just like... What's that? From like the, the, ride, the ride? Bruce from the ride? Oh. Or, or you saw the actual Bruce from the movie? It's like the Bruce... I don't know if it's... It's, it's not gotta really be a the ride. One. It used it, to be a ride, though, it's right? A part it was of, like a, it's a... What I saw was on the actual uh, tram like tour guided tour gotcha and uh you go by it and you see him kind of like he comes up next to you and stuff oh okay so it is pretty hey what's up buddy oh hey i'm bruce it's still like that's still creepy though right oh yeah i mean it's still (laughs) because they do a little thing with like a a scuba diver guy who kind of goes into the water and then they they bubble up the water around him and they shoot some like food coloring into it too and then he talks about how like oh the fire is gonna go on this i hope that uh hope that's swinging gas line doesn't ignite something like this. Whoa. It's like, oh, man. He's like, yeah, movie effects, you know? That's the way it goes. Hell so. yeah. Oh, I got a little thing for you guys, too, each. Oh? Oh, yeah. A little present here? He's digging out of his uh, laptop case there. Condoms? We did, uh, yeah. I got you guys some extra small and extra big condoms. I didn't know what size you were. Um <laughs> So, yeah, you, but yeah, uh, do, no, you. we went to Universal Studios. We went to Simpsons World. Oh, dude! And Quickie we also Mark saw. Mike. We went through um, the on the tour. We went through the set of Jupiter's Crossing. Oh from, no, shit! Yeah, fuck yeah! I'm putting this so, on my fucking wall. Bag. There you go. This is awesome. Hell yeah! So, thanks, man. Yeah. What a thoughtful guy. Just little things. Jupiter's yeah. claim. They're not. They're not fancy, but hey, you know. I was like, you know what? Mike likes The Simpsons. Hell and yeah. uh, Dude, that's you dope. Like Jordan Peele, so, yeah. From uh, Nope. Yeah, yeah hell from yeah. Nope. So, I was like, there you go, guys. That's fun. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what a surprise. It sounded like the end, end of your segment. Well, so there you go, guys. <laughs> well, there you go, guys. <laughs> well, there you go. That's the end of my segment. 
Nice. I will cut all this out here. No, okay. no, no. Leave it in. Now leave it in. This is a great gun, dude. Cool. I have one last thing I heard the other day. Do you believe in reincarnation? I, I think anything's possible. Okay. I, no, nothing's nothing's no for me. Well, then ever. what about the theory that wherever you have a like a birthmark is how is is where you were like shot or killed? Oh, sure. That's where how you were killed in your past life, mm. and it's just the mark still of where you died. I'm, I've heard this before. I don't like that. Yeah. I, what about the thing where like I have one on my arm still. So yeah, you were you were shot. That's oh yeah, you got okay. You got shot in the arm, dude. So there's like those like Facebook bite. posts. Yeah. Facebook posts of like if you have a mole on this arm and you're on a male, this spot and, and that means like what or like it doesn't mean anything but it's like who who else has this and like there's like thousands of comments of like males who have that or like females have like a certain mole on their neck or some shit like trying that. to find the same. Do you guys have a mole on your left arm like on the bottom of your forearm? I mean, not in the same spot as you. Well, yeah, actually, it is right about right there. Not yeah. a few. Actually, so. that's about the exact same spot. You can barely see it, but see, it's right there. We're all just we're all just replicas. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I've got lots of them, so got bad skin, I guess. <laughs> well, we are living in a simulation. <laughs> oh, that's, that's fine. right. We're in, we're in well, some you. weird multiverse. And, I'm yeah, just waiting fine. for somebody to pull, pull, pull me out of this simulation that I'm mostly comfortable in so I can live a shitty life. Yeah. So you mentioned it a little bit in the Halloween. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. But I can you kind of go through this story? So Jeremy Jacobs, our old producer, uh, was looking to purchase a house. I'm a real estate agent. We he sent me a link and he goes, hey, I want to go see this house. And, uh, and he goes, I'm like, cool, I'll set it up for you. And as I set it up, um, the agent calls me right away and the agent goes, Hey, I just want to let you know, uh, that is the house where so-and-so teenager, uh, ax murdered his two parents while they were sleeping. This is a true story. This is a true story. There's this like, happened. There's like two of these within like a, uh, a two year times yes. time span. It's like there are two of these happened of a kid who, uh, like the parents told him to get a job and he didn't want to, so he killed him. Yes. And that's what happened. Awesome, right? Amazing. Good God. And so um, she's like, I just want to pass that information along to you. You can do what you want with it. The estate has decided not to disclose that. They don't have to. They don't have to disclose that someone was brutally murdered. I, I don't, don't make sense at all. You don't have to. <laughs> and so before I can tell Jeremy this, Jeremy is very punctual. He, him and his wife were already there. I pulled up and they're talking to some weird neighbor. I go, oh fuck! I know, I know exactly what's happening, <laughs> and I walk up, and Jer- and Jeremy's like, "Well, thanks, man. Nice to meet you." And he's like, "That was interesting." I was like, "Did they tell you? Did he tell you?" He goes, "Yep, he told me." And I'm like, yep. "Well, what well, are we? What are we not going to see the house now?" Or yeah, what? I was like, "Well, wh- you know, I know some people that would immediately be like, nope, I'm probably one of them.'" He's like. I don't know. I don't know if I'm one of those. He's like, I kind of still want to see the house. It's a very tough market right now. Respect. I'm trying to take what I can get. <laughs> Seems like a good price. And so I'm like, okay, well, we went in and it's just everything was completely new. There was new flooring, new carpet, new paint. You would hope. And yeah, and and we just walked through there and me not knowing where this happened. Yeah, specifically in the I house. didn't know where it happened. Um and neither did they. And we were just kind of like, yeah, I mean, it's really nice, but it just, we're, we're like, does it feel creepy because we know right. that yeah. or does it fe- fucking feel creepy? Yeah. And we all got into the master bedroom and we were all just like, I think it happened here. <laughs> and we all kind of said that we're like, yeah, it feels weird in here. And sure as shit, like that is where it happened. And it just felt, it just felt weird. And sure. Sure enough. They said, Jeremy's like, I'm fine with it. It's a nice house. He goes, until my son comes yes. up to me four years from now and goes, hey, um, what's up with the people? Like, what's up with the ghosts? Like, yeah. And or, you know, he's just like, I don't feel comfortable with that. Right. Why does the man with the split head yes. keep talking to me? Daddy? Yeah, that's where he's like, yeah, that's fine. And guess Why what? It sold new head. <laughs> it sold immediately. It sold like that day. Got an offer. Really? Somebody bought it, moved in, and I'm sure everything's fine. Good rinse. I've been to Jeremy's Good house rinse. now. You know, like yes. it's, it's got a beautiful home. I'm sure no one died in it violently that we like that of. that yeah. we know of. I, that's fine. Um, yeah, he was telling me that story like, like the night or day after he saw that house and he's like a little detail uh he's like i looked up on like one of this one of the ceilings and i think it was in the the master bedroom yeah. and i saw like a little spot of red and 
whether that was like a blemish or yeah. or whatnot, Whatever. still turned him off. I'm like, it would have me too. Yeah, I get I'm going to wake up every that. morning and go and look at that and wonder why when it's going to be mine. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. no thanks. That's I'm terrifying. Good. So we hope you guys are having the best spooky season of all time. And not and getting axe murdered. Time time's running out. If you haven't done your favorite traditions or watch your favorite shows or listen to your favorite spooky podcast, time's running out. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. yeah. What are you doing? Get get to it. Watch the fog, Mike. I'm do I try I told you I tried to the other day, but it wouldn't let me. Yeah. So I'll do it I tonight. I was gonna bring I'll do it tonight. Uh, uh, uh the guest for you. I was gonna bring the fog for you. Wow. I fucking forgot. Wow. Well, we fucking love you. Snap. We'll see you next time, okay? Oh, yeah, you bet. Goodbye. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.